Agutavokra Boisai, how's everybody doing? Shkoyach for coming. Leilu Nishmas Impimirosirus Basmordachai. Yisrael Halperin, who's not here now, is a granddaughter. Yeah, got engaged. And my brother made the Vart in New York. So I got a few pictures. Here's one of them. This is Yisrael. This is my brother, great guy. And here's another one of Yoni Nagler. He does have a beard, it's just white, you can't see it. First of all, I remiss in not writing in the summer when I went to an in-person shirt in the five towns. As soon as I walked in, I received a warm welcome from Mark Ashkenazi. We hadn't previously met, but he greeted me by name as we were clearly of the same MDY Mishpacha. Speaking of Mishpacha, I had a great success of meeting your brother Rafal Al-Khaim tonight, celebrating the engagement of my nephew to his niece. Please see the picture below. Have a great day, Chodesh Tov, great Shabbos. Yoni, it's not about the daf, it's about the Yoni Nagler. Remember that guy? He's like two years, he's with us for at least two years, Staten Island. This is a picture of Romy the Bar Mitzvah boy learning the daf in Yerushalayim. It's probably back in. Here's a very interesting one from Eli Shochet. It might be too late, it might be over and done with, but he says, I'm getting ready to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which is approximately 19,500 feet. One of the biggest challenges will be making sure to make time every day to do the daf. That's one of the biggest challenges. Unfortunately, there's no cell coverage on the mountain, so it'll be just me and my Gemara. Look what this tzaddik brought up to Mount Kilimanjaro. Look at this. The boast Gemara. Unbelievable. With the logo. I look forward to hearing you on Daf Lamed Beis. I will miss the shir, but look forward to Lamed Beis. Okay, forward to the Christ and making Torah a kvios every day, no matter how challenging, especially summit day, which will be 15, 18 hours. I will miss Hashem sending pictures after getting back down. Bebrichetz Kaltuv, Iron Iron Shasman, Eli Shochet, Toronto. Gavaldka stuff. Yes, Toronto. Yeah. He doesn't look Lubavitch. He's, he's as much Lubavitch as I am without the beard. And now that guy in Lubavitch is going to take that and put it on a reel again. Okay, Gervaldi. You know, I had a question about broomsticks. How come they have brooms in Africa? Why are they selling brooms everywhere? You know what the answer is? <laughs> it says here like this. This is from Hill Kovacs. From, uh, Hill Kovacs. Yeah, this is Hilkovax from Kuchav Yaakov. He says that it's illegal to panhandle, to ask for money. So what they do is they pretend they're selling brooms. And you're supposed to like give them money, like a little, a little bit extra for the broom or something, something like that. That's the answer. That makes a lot of sense. I was just, every corner has a guy selling brooms. How many brooms does a guy need? Shemak to the daf and give Yosef a pay raise. Yishkoyach, everybody's so worried about Yosef. How do they know how much money he makes? It's very interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you for reading my father's email the other day. No, it's not about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I live in Lawrence, New York. I recently joined your share via your app. I look forward to each and every day to begin my day with your share. I really enjoy your presentation clarity for each and every share. On a side note, I'm a professional musician. I'm the owner, singer, and band leader of Nafshenu Orchestra in New York. You guys know Nafshenu, top, top stuff. I've also produced all the Destiny albums which you may have heard of. Gary, do you have that uh, uh, Kiner Mitzvah thing ready to go? We gotta play it now. 
There's a song on the album titled The Masmid that I think would be the perfect way to open your shit every morning. <laughs> it's a great song. If you haven't heard the song yet and you're interested, let me know. I can email it to you. At Slocha Rabbin, Avshin Orchestra, Aaron Applebaum, Mishkoya. <laughs> Not his song, but it's different. Jeremy Lossman, Shalom Aleichem on Zoom. If you would have came on time, we could have played it before this year. Around the globe, so many homes, so many people. Awesome Jews, first schools and schools and steeples. Coming together to the Torah every morning. Each day and drawing closer to Hashem. MDY is a family. Okay, welcome back, Mati. Do we have time for more? I don't, there's no time limit, right? Adam Gergir, last one. Proof people come to, your sh- to you for bar mitzvah. What? Oh, no, 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 no. You're really a Rebbe, it says. Subject, you're really a Rebbe. Proof people come to you for bar mitzvah. P.S. Who picks your clothes? You're by far the best dressed magachir. P.P.S. Who's your barber? You're <laughs> immaculate. P.P.P.S. People always give you money. P.P.P.I. People always send you kvitlach. Yes, I ran away. Okay, fine. <laughs> no more emails from you, buddy. All right, Rabbi Sai, here we go. Oh, yeah, I forgot to drink my water before. Jewish views this week. Check it out. It's great stuff. There's a question here. What would you answer? What is your number one thing when you're looking for a shidduch? What should be the number one midah? Is it here? It's a whole thing with pictures and things. I don't know. I, I, you know what I said? Common sense, which is not so common. Today's share, sponsor Bishwili Not too many sponsors today. In honor of the Dafyami committee and that solemn members who push up us as a Torah with our Magachir, Elinish is my dear Chavi, Remorchai Shlomi, Pinchas Tuvia, Alavashalom, Borchatadi, Noyan Melchilam, Shakoil, Niebit Bavoy. My dear Chavi, Remorchai Shlomi, Pinchas Tuvia, Alavashalom, I have to say with Gishmak, Ben Avrom, Moshe Peretz, near York, Kopman. Mesechus Rosh Hashanah is dedicated by Yossi and Esli Elbaum and their children to Ilan Ruvain, Lili Nishmas, Beilotzi, Poyabas, Reb Ruvain, and for a Shidok for Tilo Sara, Bas, Esther Leah. The Parnas HaChoydesh is another one, Yoyli from Lakewood. Lili Nishmas, Doiv Pinchas Ben Moshe, Lili Nishmas, Ruchom Achai, Afrum, Bas, Doiv Pinchas, Lili Nishmas, Yechiel, Shraga Ben Avram Alevi, or if it takes too much time, just say Lili Nishmas, his father, sister, and Shver. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> Parents of the month, Richard Klein, my mother. 
Nechama Bas Kolev. I like that one. Richard Klein, my mother, Nechama Bas Kolev. Molandi, in honor of my Rebbe, whose birthday is Rishchodesh Kislev, and who lights up the life of Jews all over the world. Who's that, me? No, I'm not Rishchodesh Kislev. Who's his Rebbe? I'm not telling you. It says, my Rebbe. Sheldon Gross, in honor of a long-time Atzala member, F-170, Joseph Goldberg, happy birthday. All right. Rabbi Isai, here we go. We're on, today's Dav Chavches. We're on the back of Chavzayin on Bays. Um, do we know where we're holding anybody? Oh. We said that. That we just said, and we have actually a shoifer, another one that we didn't have until now. This is the smallest shoifer, halachically. And if you hold it like this, you can see it from both sides. Great. We might be talking about that in a bit. Now, that's what we're holding. Haya koiloi. Two, four, six, eight, nine lines from the bottom. Haya koiloi, the sound of the shoifer, dak, very thin, oiova, very thick. It's a little rough around the edges, kosher. And this is a major yisoid. Shekal hakoilois sherin bashoifer. Any sound that comes out. So sometimes you hear this weird sounding sound coming out of the shoifer. It's kosher. So the bells of Chassid and Koil told me that the, the Friedrich of Belzareba used to blow something like this, which probably is not kosher. And the Ger Rebbe said a joke. He said, it says in the Passover, it said, we say, call. Uh, so the way he read it is, The Godol. was very, very thin. So kids, even if it's very subtle, it's still, I guess a foo is not a sound. But some sort of sound that comes out of it is kosher. If you take a shoifer, you drill a hole in it, you yaitza. Pshita. I mean, how else can you blow a shoifer? These shoifers come with bony material inside. That's the only way to make a shoifer is by drilling it out. So here we have a beautiful shoifer that's not ready. As you see, this is not cut off yet. This right over here is the bony material that's inside the shoifer. And this is called zach so the way they do it is they drill it out and they take this out. So what he did was, he left it inside, the bony material's inside, and he drilled right through the bony material, and he got here, and then he blew. Is that kosher or not? So let's think about it for a second. If a guy took this out, just like this, oh, great example. If a guy drills this and blows this, kosher or not kosher? A boy side, what do you think? Not kosher. It's not kosher. This is the part that you have to blow with, the outside part. This is bone, this is not a shoifer. So if he leaves it in and he blows right through it, kosher or not kosher? So that's the chiddush, it is kosher. If it's out of the shoifer, it's not kosher. But since it's inside, it's kosher. You hear it? Now you understand the chiddush. Mao, the same min b'minoi chaitzetz. Out thinks since it's the same min, it should ruin it. Kamash malon, it's okay. If somebody blows, into a pit, some sort of pit. Who's not Yaitza? 
the guys outside of the pit, because by the time they hear the sound, they're hearing an echo, they're not hearing the call shofar. But the guy standing inside the pit, he's yaitza, why? Because he hears the actual sound before it becomes an echo. We learned that the Kelatecha Boratecha Dus Yatza, but Naan Lo Yatza. So the Gemara has a contradiction. On the one hand, it says Yatza, but we learned in the Mishnah, Lo Yatza, our Mishnah. You have to say, you have to say that there's a difference. The difference is the guy inside the pit is Yatza, the guy outside of the pit is not Yatza. Some say the exact same thing, but it starts off as a question. I have a contradiction. On the one hand, it says that. Blowing into a pit, you're not Yaitza. Another man says, You are Yaitza. And then we're just going to say the answer. Our mission says, Rather than in being a Raya, it was a question and we were forced into an answer. Now, Tapadav Chofches Koya. Shama mixas tkiyo babar, u mixas tkiyo svasabar yotso. What's going on? He is standing outside of the outside of a pit. Here. He's this guy. He's standing outside of the pit. And his friend is inside the pit, inside the barrel. And his friend starts blowing a shoifer. And then he starts, he starts, he starts coming up. And as he's, as he's blowing the shoifer, he comes out of the pit. Yoitzer, not Yoitzer. Now, if he's completely inside the pit, not Yoitzer. We just said, this guy cannot be Yoitzer from a shoifer inside a pit or a barrel. Why? Because he's hearing, why are there so many guys standing in back? What's going on here? No seats? <laughs> Gary, do you have a picture of the back of the room? What's going on here? The first five minutes of it's not the first time. Six since we left for Corona. No, no, this camera, that one. Okay. Where's where's Yeshua? He left already. Left everybody standing. He went to get chairs for real. <laughs> you like that? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Yeshua, we need chairs. There's four guys standing. Five guys standing. It's fine. <laughs> if somebody was in charge and knew how to get cheers, to get sponsors, it's just cheers. Plenty of cheers. Wow. Okay. If this guy is in the pit blowing a shoifer, garnished. But as he's blowing the shoifer, is that what happened there? Okay, no. He's standing outside, yes. This guy is standing outside. His friend is in the pit. Says the Gemara, Shama mixes tkiya, babar mixes tkiya, asfasa bar yotza. Mixas tkiya, koidim shiala muda shachar, u mixas tkiya, lacha shiala muda shachar, loy yotza. So we have a pasuk. The pasuk says, Yoim trua yelochem. In other words, the trua, the tkiya has to be during the daytime. That's in the pasuk. So if you're before daytime, whenever that is, sometime before day and you heard a little bit of the tkiyah before daybreak and then a little bit after that's a bad question what is the difference between daybreak in this case at the end of the day daybreak half the tkiyah 10 seconds of the tkiyah was before daybreak 10 after you say that what? No good. 
In this case, you say, good. Why? Half the tequila was in a barrel, and half the tequila is out of the barrel. Good. Why is that good? Why is it different? Half the tequila in the barrel should be like before daybreak. Half the tequila out of the barrel, like after daybreak. What is the difference, Asabai? Says Gemara, a great answer. When you blow a shoifer before daybreak, you get zero mitzvah. There's no, there's, you're, not, you're not supposed to blow the shoifer before daybreak. You're right that the guy outside of the pit is not yoitza, but the guy inside the barrel was yoitza. So it's a kosher tkia from beginning to end. Great answer. We had this yesterday. So it comes out, what if you hear the end of the tkia? This case, what happened? This guy heard half the tkia because half the tkia he was in the barrel. Only the half the tkia he came out of the barrel and he's yaitzah. So what do you see? You don't have to hear the entire thing. As long as you, you hear enough of the tkia, sheer tkia, the, the, the last part of the tkia, yaitzah. Umimela, and from that I can infer, we did this, we did this already yesterday. Was it the same thing? I think. Maybe it was reversed. I don't remember anymore. It comes out. Well, if the tail end of the tkia is enough, so the beginning part of the tkia is enough, and if you leave, you go to the bathroom and move a tkia, you yaitzah. Tashma, and we're going to go, we did this as well. Only today I did a little chart because I thought maybe the guys lost me. It's very, very posh. Here you got Malchuyos and Zechroinos. Midarai, so all you have to do is one tkia and a trua. Do a long one, two, and then two, 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 whatever you want to do, and then two. And then you go into Zechroinos. Again, do the same thing. Repeat. Very, very short. All the tkias takes 25 seconds. Tkia, two, 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 tkia. What this guy did was, he did tkia, trua, and then he did one very long one. He wanted, it wasn't enough that all, this is all he has to do, and then a thousand years later, we have to stay in shul for an extra hour that he didn't care about. He was selfish, and he wanted to be yaitza, one long tkia, for the end of Machuyos and the beginning of Zechariah. Yeah, it's more, it's better now? Same. That was Pasha yesterday also. Okay. Taka Barishayna, he did a long tkia all the way at the end of the tkia of Machuyas. Umoshar Bashniok Ishtayim. And he did it all the way, it was like equal to two tkias. And Biyadi Alachas. All his yaitza is Machuyas, he's not yaitza Zechariah. Vamai, Tisalak Levitarte. According to you, that it's enough to listen to the beginning. According to you, that's also enough to listen to the end. So here you have a beginning and an end. Chop it in half. Give this part to Machuyas. Give this part to Zechronis. And it's Yaitza to Tkiyas. What's the answer? You can't chop a Tkiyas into two. If you only heard a half, so Yaitza half. It doesn't matter which half. The beginning, the end, great. However, Mr. Federer, are you coming tomorrow morning? You know, come here. I, I need to talk to you. Get over here a second. This is... Yeah, some people work. I know. But boy, like, this is Mr. Fetter. This man made me cry uh, on, on Wednesday. Made me cry. You know why? Somebody came over to me in middle shachars and said, Mr. Fetter works really, really hard. I see him. He's in, he's in the local supermarket. He works behind the counter by the butcher shop, right? And Mr. Fetter donated... 
$250 worth of Gemaras. I couldn't believe it. When somebody told me that, I started crying. Man, I, unbelievable. Thank you very much, Mr. Fennel. Okay. So. Uh, where are we holding? I have no idea where we're holding. I saw Mr. Fetter, I got all confused. I deserve it. There's a guy, a guy gave a drasha on Friday night in Shul, and he's like, um, there's a Chashavarov that lived 50 years ago. Uh, I forgot his name. Okay, I'll come. he says in Yiddish, he'll come to me, I'll remember soon. And and I started doing the Cheshman that he, there's only like three major abonim he's probably talking about the Chazanish, the Briskarov, and and the, the Chibinarov. And it couldn't be the, the story he said, I never heard about the Chazanish and the Briskarov. So like three minutes later, he's on to the next Vart, and I go, the Chibinarov. He's like, yeah, the Chibinarov, exactly. And then he's like, Oive, I forgot where I am in my speech. <laughs> I had no idea it was. So somebody had to like get him back into it. So I deserve it. Okay. What? That's exactly what happened. My Sishaya. I felt, no, because he's sitting either. She's going to come back to me and I'll, I'm going to say it. So I wanted to remind him. Okay, so now we're trying to prove this idea. The what? A guy, all these are very familiar things. We already said it a number of times. A guy blows a shoifer in a pit. It depends. If he hears the actual sound of the shoifer's yaitza, if he hears... The echo, he's not Yoitza. According to you, that you can just take any part of the Tkiya you want, the beginning be Yoitza, the end be Yoitza. So when you hear an echo, but right before you hear the echo, you hear a nice part of it, the, the, the kosher part. Why is that not enough? Oh, we got a picture of this also. Says the Gemara, you're right. We're not talking about this case, that this guy in the barrel blowing and he's coming out and you on top of the barrel are Yoytze. We're talking about something else completely. We're talking about the guy himself is in the barrel and the guy is blowing the shoifer as he's coming out of the barrel. So what's the problem? What's the problem? I mean, of course he's Yoytze. When he's in the barrel, if a guy blows a shoifer for himself in the barrel, he's yoytzer shom aleichem. He's yoytzer, not yoytzer. He's yoytzer. If he's outside of the barrel and he blows a shoifer, of course he's yoytzer. So, so what's the big problem? When he's in the barrel, he's yoytzer, and as he comes out, he's yoytzer. So what's the chiddush? Oh, we said only a guy outside of the barrel is not yoytzer. The guy inside the barrel hears the real sound. Not, so what's the chiddush? Mal the same as in the mapic reishei. Vakati shoifer babor. You hear the, if you walk, look at this picture, you can understand the kasha. When he comes out of the bar, maybe the shoifer is still in the pit or in the barrel in his ears. Look at these ears, Givalik. His ears are slightly above maybe. So maybe he's hearing something that's not 100% kosher. Maybe the shoifer is still in the, in the barrel. Kamashwal is not a problem. Kamashwal a guy has a carbon oil. And before he shechs the oil, he chops off the horn and he blows. Now, oil is kachim kachim. It's the highest level of gdusha, of a carbon. 
Now, if he shechted the carbon and they took care of everything, so who owns the shoifer? Not the Beisamikdash. The, the Kohanim own it. They own the, the hide. And, so we're not talking about that. We're talking about prior to the Shechita, he chopped off the horn, the horn fell off, whatever happened, now he has a live oila and a horn. Do not use it. Vimtaka yata. However, if he does use it, he's yaitza. The Gemara will explain. Shlamim, lo yitka. Shlamim is kachikalim. It's a lesser degree of gdusha. You shouldn't blow. Vimtaka lo yata. And if you did, go ahead and you take care, you're not yaitza. My taima. Oila bas mi'ilahi. So it's really counterintuitive. It's very tricky. Not tricky. It's uh, very simple, but counterintuitive. Since it's also to use the shoifar, when you use it, it pops out of hegdish. It's no longer hegdish. And if it's no longer hegdish, but when it comes to kachikalim, just by using it, you're not, you don't take it out of, you don't take it out of kedusha. Emimela, it's okay. It's also, you're not yoytza. Yeah, nachamal. Uh, you guys are all, Gershon is playing games over there and everybody's, don't wave. This is not, I told you, it's not a bulls game here. What are you waving? Did you say wave? I'm telling this kid, I tell this kid, do me a favor. When the camera goes on, you don't jump up like this. A second later, you're doing, what are you? Don't listen to him. Don't listen to Yeshua. Do not wave. Actually, when, when, when the camera goes on, you just go like this. Pretend like the guys around the world are watching you. And you're like, <laughs> 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 you're like a bunch of nuts here in Ramapachamesh. Okay. Zakti Gemara, do not use that as the click here. Yosef's writing down. Ellie made a crazy face, and that's going to be the title of the video. Zakti Gemara. Okay. Nachamo. Oilo, since it's awesome, Midori Raisa, for me to use this. And if I use it, I have to pay the base Hamikdash a fifth, and I have to bring a carbon. It's a whole balagan. But if I use it, it it's no longer kaddish. I'm able to remove it from hegdish. Yeah, I have to pay a fine and everything, but it's no longer hegdish. And since it's no longer hegdish, and I blow the shofar, now I'm yaita. But shlamim, it's counterintuitive. Since it doesn't come out, it's lesser of a chumrah. It's less of a chumrah, so it doesn't come out of hegdish. And therefore, if I blow the shofar, I'm blowing a shofar of hegdish, and I'm not yaita. Yeah? Eli, you can repeat that? No, okay. So then I have to repeat it. You got it? For real? I'm not going to make you repeat it. Zogdi Gemara. Kivin the Ma'abon Avkilo Luchulin Shlamim. Inside. Shlamim. The Lab Benemi Ilaninu. You're not over. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, you're not over on Me'ila. Isuru the Rachabu. You have a little bit of Isser, but it's not Isser Me'ila. Vlinafki Luchulin. And since it's not Me'ila, it doesn't go out to Chulin. And if it doesn't go out to Chulin, you're not yaita. It's still the shoifer of... Now what's the problem if you have a shoifer of, of Hegdash? It's a mitzvah of I'm doing a mitzvah through an Avera. Maskele Rava, Emasmal, great question. Ask Rava, wait a minute. What happened? Emasmal, lebasa de taka. Kikotaka, bisur taka. What happened there? When I blow, I go, boo. Then, I'm over Isser, and then it becomes chulen. It's already too late. When I blew the shoifer, I went boo. I already, at that point, when does it become mine? After I blow, but it's already too late. You want to say that the tkiya I did on this shoifer 
was a good kiyah because it was my shoifer because I stole it from Hegdish, so to speak. But I only stole it from Hegdish after I blew. And by that time, it's too late. <laughs> Says Rabba, no, you're not Yotze, not if you blow from an oila, and not if you use the Shlomin. Says Rava, the famous concept that Rava has, you are Yaitza for everything. If you use the shoifer of Shlamim, you use the shoifer of Ayla, we're going to see even more. Even if you use the shoifer of Avedizara, you're Yaitza. Why? Mitzvahs lav lehenois nitnu. Yes, you get a tremendous award from the mitzvah later on, and maybe even in this world, but not right now, not the second. And if you benefit from a mitzvah right now, you're not allowed to use it. But there's no enough from blowing a shoifer. I'm just trying to be mekayim and mitzvah. That's not, that's not something that you have enough from. That's why you're yoytza, even if it's a kachikachim and kachikalim. And Rashi says an interesting lashon here. Somewhere in the middle of the page. And he says, Mitzvahs, it's called ol mitzvahs. You just went into the, the yoke of mitzvahs. It's an oil. It's a, how do you say oil in English? It's... Yeah, but there's a better word. It's a burden. Burden. It's a listen. Mitzvahs are great, but it's a burden. Mitzvahs ought to be a burden. That's what Rashi says. It's a burden on your neck, a yoke on the neck. Okay, but the, the, that was a. I just that. By the way, the mitzvah of Avera is a ritva. It's a rishon that explains that the the, the, the part before. That's an. This is Rava, this is something else. Mitzvah, what are you asking? It should be a mitzvah haba ba'avero. What's that? Avero that you're that you're using English. You're not, you're not doing, there's no Avero. There's no Avero. What's that Avero? Well, there is a, there's an iser to use something of Hegdish, even to lean on it, even to this. Okay. No, there's no Hanot. The mitzvah is not Hanot. Not. What happens afterwards, there's no Hanot. Hanot means a physical Hanot. Omer Yudah. What about a shofar? Somebody worshipped this as a Vedazar. You shouldn't use it. It's disgusting. But if you did, The shofar of a city, the entire city, or 51% of the city, worshipped by the Zara. Terrible thing, they behead everybody, destroy their property, you cannot even use their property. And throughout Shas, we have this idea of Ketusei Mechtashiur. My time, Irani Dachas, Ketusei Mechtashiur. Midaraisa, the shear is missing. So let's say you have a lulav from Irani Dachas, and it has to be a certain amount of Tfachim, three plus one. It doesn't have, the, you're looking at it physically, but halachically, it doesn't have the four Tfachim. Over here with this shoifer, we said you have to have a Tefach. A tevach? This shoifer is kosher. This is like the minimum shear right over here. If it's irenidachas, it's missing its shear. That's it. So, today when I was learning the sugya, I was very bothered by this line because based on what at least I explained yesterday, according to some Rishayim, according to the Rosh, the whole point of the tefach was not so much the shear of a tefach, it was just that it should stick out on both sides of the hand. So the people shouldn't think that you're blowing into your hand. And in fact, the Rosh says that if you have a very large hand, remember I went through this, very large, it has to be even bigger. So how, how does Ketusim Mechdashur, if you need a real shear of a Tevach, great. But you don't need a shear of a Tevach, you just need to show that you, 
That was my kasha. So I went to my chavrusa's house. I was much bothered through milk and all things. So I went to him. He's in the middle of eating shalshulis. Hey, here. He pulls out a mishnaburu because anytime you have a big problem in pshat, it's a great idea to go to mishnaburu. And sure enough, the chavetz chaim and bir Allah talks about this question. And he says, from here is a great raya, not like the rush, and to explain Rashi. And then he continues and explains, no, that the rush will explain that the shear is not a tevach. The shear is that you need enough to blow a shoifer. A sound has to come out of it. And because of it, the shear doesn't exist. The whole thing doesn't exist. So you don't have even a shoifer to blow in. Yes, physically you do, but halachically you don't. Halachically you have to have enough to blow, and you don't have anything to blow. That's how the Chavetz Chaim explains. And beautiful, nichamtani, nichamtani. It was great pshat. Okay. So again, once, it, once we have this idea that mitzvah is there's no benefit, there's no enough from a mitzvah. So if I cannot benefit from you, I can't drink your water, and I can't have anything to do with you, but I could still be Yaitza Mitzvah from you. Even though we're on very bad terms and I swore I'm never going to have any benefit from you, this is a Mitzvah and Mitzvah is a And what if I said, not about my friend, but I'll never in my life use this Shoifar. I'm allowed to hear the Mitzvah from that Shoifar. Because again, once again, Mitzvah we know if somebody's Tomei, you have to take an Ezoiv and sprinkle the guy with the special Paraduma water. Now, he's going to go from a person who can't eat Kachim. Now he can do it right he's, he's Tar. So he has a benefit. No. Live letters didn't do. So Mamela, he's allowed to benefit from it. His friend, the sprinkler guy, listen, not only is he sprinkling, but he becomes Tomei. Now, his, this guy that he's mudra ana is in a bad situation. He's allowed to have an awe from him. But he's not allowed to do it in the, in the summer when he's extremely hot. Because in addition to becoming tar, he also becomes, it's kishmak. Somebody just sprayed him with hot, cold water. That part is also. So don't do it in the summer. If a guy says, I swear I'll never go into this river, into whatever this body of water, if he has to go to the mikvah, he's permitted to go in the winter. Because if it cools him off, there's another problem. What if they forced him to eat matzah? So now we're going to a sugya of mitzvah or not. Do you have to have intent when you eat when you do, perform a mitzvah? So guy, something happened, he was forced to eat matzah, he's yaita. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? K'foy man. shed. Very interesting. So when you first read it, you think that a demon, a shed came, a bad guy with like seven, eight hands and a lot of knives, and he went, and he forced, no, shed means mental illness. That's what shed means. A guy has a mental problem. It's an it's a, it's a issue, big issue. And a guy, he's a, schizo, he's a schizophrenic, let's say, so he's, He's 100% normal, but then all of a sudden, the Meshigas came in and, and, for, and told him to eat the matzah. And he had no control. He has no idea what's flying. And he's eating matzah, believe it or not. You know what that lacha is? Yatzah. Vatanya, eat him chalim, eat him shaita, kshu chalim areu kipitech lechal dvarav, kshu shaita areu kishaita lechal dvarav. Gemara says, if a guy lost it, he's 100%, whatever it is, bipolar, whatever you call it, whatever you want. At that point where he's not 100, 
then he's not yoytzer the mitzvah matzah. He's not yoytzer. And when he comes back to himself, he has to redo it. He has to eat, his, he has to eat the matzah again. Omar Avashi, Sumimela, what's going on over here? What does it mean, kfai? He was forced. If he was forced because he had a, a mental problem, he's not yoytzer. So why does it say he's yoytzer? You know what the answer is? What we all thought. Shikfai Parsim, a non-Jew, forced him to eat the matzah. And he had zero intent. He's being forced. It was Lela Seder. A bunch of bad guys come in. Hey, Jew boy, Jew boy. And they start shoving matzah in his mouth and he eats it. But he didn't want to be yoy to the mitzvah matzah. He was in shock. He didn't know what was going on. So he's, nevertheless, he's yoy to. From here you see that if a person here, Reboisai, I need you to help me out over here. I'm going to try this out. Let's see if this works. We got to get a better shoifer. Okay. Anyways, a guy decided he's going to blow a shoifer with the song. He's going to make a song out of it. On Rosh Hashanah. Now, I'm not saying the guy's a good guy. It's probably also what he's doing. What? Depending on the song. You're allowed to, if, if Yeshua is allowed to be Michal Shabbos to, 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 to recruit guys to the shir, so you probably allowed to blow, or play any instrument, on Rosh Hashanah. No, no I'm joking. There's a guy in England that's going to write now. Oh, look what he said. He's like, okay, fine. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. Okay, go back. You're not allowed to. Oh, England alive. Shalom Aleichem, England. So, listen to this. A guy is blowing a shoifar for a song. He wants to play a song. And then, Givaldic, and then he realizes, oh, I might as well just be Yaitza. So based on what we said, that if a guy is forced to eat matzah, he's Yaitza, even though he didn't want to be Yaitza the mitzvah, but they forced it down his throat. So if a guy plays an instrument and it happens to be a shaifer, he's also Yaitza Pshita, Hainuach is the same idea. Mad the same also, Mechoyl, Matzah, Merachmon of so it goes like this. Before you turn the page, you might want to peek in the bottom rashi. Because it goes like this. Listen to this. Oh, wow. Five minutes. <laughs> Five minutes from when you were supposed to be here. Okay. So it goes like this. On Shabbos, we know if a person does a malach of a shaygig, he thinks it's, you're allowed to kill an ant and he kills an ant, but he didn't realize it's saucer, he has to bring a carbon chattis. But what if a guy walks from home to shul, and he keeps on stepping on ants all the way to shul? I don't know if that's a great example, but it's the concept of misasik. If he's preoccupied, obviously, he doesn't have to bring a carbon every time he goes, because we would all be out of money very, very quickly. Anytime you go to shul, you kill 25 ants, times $500, do the math. So why are you potter? Because you're misasic, you zero, you have no idea what's flying, you're, you're preoccupied. Oh, that only applies to Isurim. But guess what? When it comes to Arayas and Chalavim, if I eat non-kosher food by mistake, preoccupied, uh, I didn't know what I was doing, uh, I, I put it in my mouth, I'm chayev. Why? Shekein nehenna. If I benefit from it, I'm chayev no matter what. So Mela, 
take that idea and use it on the flip side. It's just logic. If I'm over an iser, if I, if I have to bring a carbon because I ate a plate of chalev, why am I chayev? Because I had a no. So on the flip side, if I ate a plate of matzah on Lel Seder, I should be yaitza. If this is an usr, then this is a mitzvah. Why? Shekei Nehenna. I ate the matzah. That's good. Buy us something that gives you benefit, like achilo. But not by shoifar. That's what the Gemara is saying here. Ma'azema, ha'asama choy matzah marachmona ba'ocha. Ablacha, zichrin truoksiv, v'hai misasik ba'almau. Over here, the Torah just says, you should remember the truo. And he's misasik. He had zero intent to do the mitzvah. He's trying to play his kishmak to do the daf. And Mamela, he's not yoytza. What? The, no, you can have other hanas, but kishav is sure not hanah. Like arayas and, and food. We just turned to Chavches on base, sponsored by the MD White Hill Group. Oh no, we don't say that anymore, right? What do I say? Where's Kushnud? Where's the, your dad is here? Is your dad here? Where is he? I don't see him. Where is your dad? Oh, that, that's not Kushnud. I'm looking at the wrong kid. That's your dad. Okay, sorry. I thought your kid is Kushnud. Sorry. You're Dolinsky? Shalom Aleichem Dolinsky. Does he look like Kushnud? Am I crazy? Kushnud. Okay. I don't know where that thing is. This is this is getting out of hand this year. We're going to have to speed it up. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Uh, no, it's not on here, is it? No. Not, Sheldon Gross? No. No, I said that already. All right, so whatever. You'll just put it up there. Who is it? Tell me. Who? Oh, Gail Rothner. Did, this, did the turning of the daf? No. I don't think so. You sure? Yeshua is shocked. Look at him. Okay. Lili Nishmas, Ricky Rothner's wife, Gail Rothner. Okay. So it comes out that Rava holds. What is this? I'll read more. You have to push this. Turn to the daf. Sponsored by Adam Vals. In memory of my mother, Gail F. Rothner, Avigail Gittelbas, Petzach Bechava Rivka. And if you could eat matzah and be yaitzah and blow a shoifer playing a song and you yaitzah, you see that a mitzvah does not require intent. If a person, we had this in brachas. If you're with us from brachas, you remember this. All the way in the if a guy was reading in the Torah and all of a sudden it comes Shmata, it says Mufurish, if you don't have Kavana, you're not Yotza Kriyashma. My love, Kivan Liba Lotus, doesn't it mean that he had Kavana Loi, Likrois? It means he should have Kavana to read. Likrois, Hakakari. It says a guy is reading. What do you mean he should have intent to read? He's reading. It says the Gemara We're talking about a cipher, let's say, who's trying to go through a Sefer Torah. And explains Rashi. He doesn't really say the words. He's megamgem. He's, he's just swallowing the words. Like one in those shtibbles. Yeah? You know, one of those. It's not real reading. So, that's okay. Toshma. 
So, no, so that's not okay, right? Because, so yes, I have kavana to read. That's what the Gemara is telling you. Yeah, you should read. Say the words properly. Toshma. What about our Mishnah? He's walking by in the shul. Or his house is close by. I know what time it is, but we started 15 minutes late. I, I understand why you're late, but I'm not going to tell the Oilam. But, okay, whatever. That's why we need a backup. We're doing a great job with all that. The, the, everything is running great. <laughs> so, when you're walking by in the shul, you have to have kavana. If you don't have kavana, you're not yotza. My love, what does it mean? You're walking by in the shul. Again, it seems like you have to have kavana. Rava says you don't have to have any intent. Intent is guard. Throw it out. There's no such thing as intent when it comes to mitzvahs. You don't have to have intent. You could eat matzah without intent. You could blow shayla. So how come it is when you walk behind the shul, it says you have to have intent. It says, Gemara, loy. doesn't mean you have to have intent. Lashmaya. It means you have to hear. Gary, you have that piece that I asked you to get me? Okay, get ready. It's coming up in three seconds. Lishmaya, Voshoma. What do you mean he has to have intent to hear? He heard a shayfer. He heard it. He doesn't have to have intent to hear it. Savor, chamor, baalmo. It's just a donkey. I wish I had the thing here. He thought it's a donkey. What does a donkey mean? Oh, check this out. Loud. That is a donkey. That's a cipher, you hear that? That's not me. <laughs> Anyways, he thought, he thought he's listening to that sound. It happens to be, it was a shoifer. A yoitz or not. So that's what it means. You have to have intent to hear the shoifer. If you have intent, yes, you heard it. It's not enough that it goes into your head, in your ears. You have to know what you're listening to. If one of the two had kavana, the guy blowing or the guy listening, you need both. The guy blowing the shofar has to have kavana to, 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 to be mighty. The guy listening has to have kavana to hear. If the pshat, this donkey thing is great on the listener. It's possible he thought that it's a donkey. He's blowing the shoifer. How could he not have kavana? The guy hearing it, maybe he thought he's listening to a donkey. But the guy blowing it, what did he think? Isn't it the, the same case that we're talking about? That he's trying to play a song, and that's why he's not yoitza. And you see that if you, you have kavana to play a song, not like we said before. Before he said, if a guy plays it's kishmak to do the daf, he's yoitza. And over here, you see that he's not yoitza. says, Gemara, no. Very interesting. A guy here, he's doing this, he's, he's doing very short koilas that you're not yoitza. He's going, 
Like Trua. I don't want to try that because I'm not good at it. And then all of a sudden, in the middle, he's doing that. And all of a sudden, by mistake, a long one came out, right? He goes, Oi! Oi! But it was too late because he already did a long one, and a long one is Yaita. But he didn't want to do a long one. That's the Pshat. So here's a case where a guy's blowing a shoifer, but he had zero kavana to, to do a real tkiyo that's that's that you It has a certain shear. He's doing small shearim. He didn't want to do a long shear. The long shear came out by mistake, and that's the case. That's why you have to have kavana to it should be a nice long shear. Now, this sogyo, I don't have a chart or anything. I didn't know how to do a chart, but I'm not saying this, you're going to understand the sugi from this, but let's just go a review of what we're about to learn here real quickly. And then when we'll see it inside, it might be a little easier. If I ask the question, what if a guy sleeps in the sukkah on the eighth day, after sukkah is over? L'chaira, according to you, Rava, that you don't have to have any kavana to do a mitzvah, so he should be doing an avera. If he sleeps in the sukkah without intent, he should be over. So the Gemara says, no, you're not over on an extra mitzvah, Adding it, right? Because if you add another parasha to tefillin, you're over. You, you add another minta lulav, you're over. So if you add another day to sukkahs without intent, according to Ravi, it should be over. He says, no, it's already, sukkahs is over. This, uh, this rule of adding to mitzvah is only when the mitzvah exists. Now when the mitzvah doesn't exist anymore. That's this. So then Moriah brings a ride from a kayan. A kayan is duchening, he's going to take his kids to school. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> So Kayan is duchening, he's not, and that's a brisa. The Gemara has a question from a brisa. It's very important to understand that the Gemara's question from a brisa. Kayan is duchening, he's not allowed to add another bracha. You hear? You're not allowed to add brachas, just new psukim and stuff like that. And then the Gemara brings another raya from Bukhar. You're sprinkling the blood of a Bukhar, and that's in the Mishnah. This is where it becomes a little tricky. That the Gemara says, well, wait a minute, what do you bring me a raya from Bukhar? I'm just throwing this out there. I don't expect anybody to understand what I'm talking about. I'm just going through the steps so that when we see it inside, because there's a lot of extra information, we see this, these are the, the, the steps, the six steps. The Gemara says, Rabbi Shua, who told you what he holds? Perhaps he holds even when it's not the Zman, not like we said over here, Achri Zman, that he's not over. Maybe he argues with that concept. He holds that after the Zman, you are over. Lamashal, if you sleep in the sukkah on the eighth day, you are over. So Gemara says, no, that can't be. Because then why did the Gemara bring a raya from this case, the Kayan, which is not such a strong raya because it's only a brisa. The Gemara should have brought a raya from Bukhar. Okay, that's the sugit. Let's see it inside here. According to you, that a mitzvah doesn't need kavana. So if a person sleeps in the sukkah in the eighth day, he should get malchus. Okay, so that's step two. The reason why he's not over, he doesn't get malchus, is because it's already past sukkahs. And you, don't, you can't add to mitzvahs. Here, let me just show you this pasuk, in case you don't know this pasuk. It says in this pasuk, The entire Torah, all my mitzvahs, don't be too from, don't add to it. And certainly don't do less. So if I tell you to wear four parishes of tefillin, and you tefillin to roish, and yeah, don't do five. And also not three. So here's the iser of adding and removing. So if I tell you to sleep in the sukkah X amount of days, you, you sleep in the sukkah another day, you're over. L'chaira. No, but it's, you're not over, says the Gemara, according to, to Rava, because 
That's past Sukkot. In past Sukkot, you're not over. Says the Gemara. Here. So now we're going to go to this green guy. I'm going to add another puzzle. The whole thing. What's wrong with that? I'm just adding a nice puzzle. It's Isidore to add to what I told you to do. I told you to say, three, three brachas. Fourth one is awesome. Says the kasha from a koyin on this concept over here. What are you saying? Once sukkahs is over, I can't be over by adding. There's no adding sukkahs. It's over, finished. But over here, I already said, And then I add another pasuk. But it's too late. I already finished my bracha. I already said three brachas. It's like the eighth day of sukkahs. Says the Gemara, you're right. He just said, Yivrach Hashem Yishmerecha. You hear Dani as a Kayan. He said, Yivrach Hashem Yishmerecha. And then he says, That's the problem. But in Echanami, if he said all three Psukim, his job is done. Once his job is done, you can't be over on adding. You only are over on adding when the job is not done. But time you see him, wait a minute. There's another price that says before. See him, Brach Achas. No, in that price it says, see him. See him, Brach Achas. It means they only finished one of the three brachas. But but in another place it says, You can't wiggle out of this. It says, Mefurish. He finished all three brachas. Yet he's not allowed a fourth one. So you see from here, that even when he's finished his job, you're still over on Baal Taisif. So on Sukkot also, even though Sukkot is over, if you sleep in the Sukkot, the following day, you should be over. Says the Gemara, great... A great tarot. If the kayan is hired by another shul, right? A lot of times you don't have a kayan here in Israel. You go to another place, do me a favor, come here, just give us a, a duchening. Everybody wants duchening. You slap a guy out. So his job is not finished. Yes, when he finishes three psukim, he's sort of finished for now. But the, his job isn't finished since he could do it again. And that's the side that we're going to be discussing about. You hear? He doesn't have to, but he could. That's exactly it. If you could, and we need to see even more than that when a bachar. And how do I know this idea? And this is a brisa. And we're going to bring another raya from a Mishnah. The question is why? Why don't I start out from the Mishnah? It's much stronger. Here's the raya. It's not. So, every carbon, you take the blood. One of the things is you receive the blood in a vessel. And you bring it to the Mizbeach. And the kain sprinkles it on the Mizbeach. Now, some karbanos, like Bechar and Meiser, he does this once, poof, one shot. But if it's an Asham and an Oila, a Toida, he does this twice, Shnaim Shimarba. He does it on the corner, like he just did here. He gets it like this, and then he goes to the, to the kitty corner, to the opposite side, and does it again, and he gets all four walls in two. So what happens if I have a blood that's mixed up? Big Bach like this. If it's mixed up with another Bechar, you know the Maton Achas. There's no Kasha Bechal. Let him do just one sprinkle and everything's great. What happens? Matan Arba, Matan Arba. Same thing. Shlamim, Asham, Oila, Toida. By the way, Toida points out, Nachatos. Chatos. It's the same thing. Shlam Shem Arba. 
but it's on a different part of the Mizbech. It's up here. It's above the red line. There's a red line in the Mizbech. Okay, not going into that. You know the Mimatan Arba. So if the blood, the same types of blood got mixed up, not a problem. Sprinkle it twice, and you're going to hit all four corners. But what happens? Here's the question. Matan Arba, Matan Achas. But what if two types of blood? One day you only do one sprinkle. One day you do four. What do you do? Rabbi Lezor, you know the Matan Arba. Rabbi Shua, you know the Matan Achas. Rabbi Shua is of the idea. You only do one. Look at this possible. How could you do one if you have to do four? Tari says do four. You're in Baltigra. So what is he going to answer him? How do you do four when you're only supposed to do one? You're over in Baltisif. Which one is better? We're going through all this just to get to a point. Baltisif is only when it's one blood. But over here we have two bloods. One of the two requires four. Four corners. So it's not a problem. Says Rabbi Shua, you should only do one. You know why? Because if you only it's better to be like me, says Rabbi Shua. Do one sprinkle. I did it a whole line. No. Where? Oh, it was very similar to before. Okay. But not with another blood. Now Rabbi Shua says another spar. At the end of the day, what's better? It's better just to sit still. Sprinkle once. And what's the problem? I should be sprinkling four times, but I'm not doing anything with my hands. I'm sitting back. So I'm over is by not doing anything. But what you're telling me is, Rabbi Liazar, you're saying you should sprinkle four times. You're doing a maizah, you're taking action. Don't do it. Action is worse than not, not being active. I like my pshat better, says Rabbi Shua. Don't do anything. Okay, now, here's the point. What happened? We have a mixture of blood. Yeah, in this cup, you have a little blood from a Bukhar, which requires one corner. You have a lot of blood or a little blood from a taida requires four corners. So what do you do? You sprinkled one. The Bukhar is done, finished. And now he continues and sprinkles three more. What's the big deal? According to you, that once you're done, once Sukkot is over, there's no more Isser. So once I sprinkle the blood, there's no more Isser. Continue, let him sprinkle as much as he wants. You see that your concept is off. You're wrong. Once you're done, you're still over. Says Gemara. So what do you have to say? You have to say that because that whole day he could still do more b'chayrus. So it's not over. The day, the day is not over for him. This, this kayan, if another b'chayr shows up, yes, you're right, this blood is over. But he, the idea of Bukhar, the concept of Bukhar, just like we said before by a Kayan. A Kayan, if somebody asks him to Dukhan again, he can do Dukhan again. So the day is not over for Dukhaning. The day is not over for Bukhar blood. Says the Gemara, but Mimai. So what's your big raya? Who 
who told you to bring a raya from a Bukhar? And, and you're, you're assuming that he holds that once this man is over, once this man is over, then you're not over anymore. Once Sukkot is over, you're not. Who says that Yeshua agrees to that idea? Who told you? Maybe Yeshua doesn't agree with that. Maybe he holds that even when Sukkot is over and you sleep in a Sukkah, you are over. He says, Gemara, I'll tell you why. Beautiful. Why did he go and bring a ride from a Kayan, Duchening, when that's only in a Brisa? When he could have started out from a Bukhar, which is a Mishnah, which is much stronger. Because the reason why he didn't do that is because of this idea. The reason why he didn't bring a ride directly from the Mishnah, because of this, I could slug it up and say, you know what? The reason why it's not a good raya, because Bukhar, what if another Bukhar shows up? So the day isn't over. Oh, so then you'll say the same exact thing by Duchening. What if he has the Duchen again? I, I skipped some words. Therefore, the whole day is the Zman because he could keep on checking Bukharis and keep on sprinkling Bukhar. Says the Gemara, Brysanami, keeping the Mishrami Tzibur, almost done, Rabbi Isai. If somebody asks him to duchen again, he'll duchen. Says the Gemara of Rav Shemin, what's talking the difference? Says the Gemara, very simple. If another Bukhar shows up to Beis Amidosh, this kind must, he doesn't have a choice. He has to sprinkle the blood. Why? Because if he doesn't sprinkle the blood, he'll pass out the whole animal. That's the Isra Deiraisa, to let it just sit there overnight. But if somebody walks over to you and says, Kayin, I want you to duchen for me, you can say, no, I'm busy. I don't want to. So Tyson's proofs from here, the bottom, bottom line, for all the Kayhanim out here, Mashma, if you duchen already one time that day, you don't have to duchen again if you don't want to. Okay. Let's just finish this so we're not late tomorrow. So now the Gemara tries to say, to answer this question. What was the question? What happens if a guy sleeps in the sukkah on the eighth day? After sukkah is over, Bukhari should be over because mitzvah light tzrichus kavana. And therefore, even though he didn't have kavana to be yaitz in the mitzvah of sukkah, he should be over on Baal Taisif. He says, Rava, no, you made a mistake. What I meant to say is, when you're doing a mitzvah, you're shaking a little, you're hearing shoifer, you're eating matzah, you don't have to have kavana. But to do an avera, that you have to have kavana. Why? So they explain, because everybody wants to do mitzvahs. Sometimes you don't have the right intent. Well, you come to shul. You came to shul for nothing. You came to shul to damage from an asteroid. Happens to be you in, you're in space the whole time. But you want to do a mitzvah. So even if you didn't have gavana, you didn't think about what you're saying during Shema, Hashem will give you schar. But nobody wants to do an avera. So if you didn't have kavana, you did an avera. You're not going to get an avera for that. You have to have kavana to do an avera. If you don't have kavana, you're not over the avera. Ah, v'amatendomim l'revishua d'lavor v'loi boi kavana. What about, what about sprinkling the blood? You don't want to be over, yet you are over according to Rabbi Shua. Why does Rabbi Shua say you can only sprinkle once? Because if you sprinkle four times, you're not trying to do an aver, you're trying to do a mitzvah. He says, no, you're over. That's why I only sprinkle once. In other words, very simple. So Rava takes it back. Let me just amend it a little bit, says Rava. Same thing like I said before. To do a mitzvah, you don't need kavana. To do an avera, you need kavana. 
but depends when. If it's bizman, the time of the mitzvah, or the time, then you don't need kavanah for navera. But if it's shaloi bizmana, like the ninth day, a day after sukkahs, then you definitely need kavanah to be over an avera. If it's bizmana and you do like like sprinkling blood, when you're supposed to sprinkle blood and it's too much, you're over baltaisik, then you don't need kavanah. But if it's the following day, it's after sukkahs, it's not the zman, in order to be over the avera, then you do have to have kavanah. Have a wonderful week.